everyone. Welcome to the first episode of Mom and Daughter Talk Reality. It's the two of us living with a little bit of common sense. We wanted this podcast to reveal the truths of those that live in the middle of the spectrum. What we go through, what goes on, and how we are treated in everyday life. My name is Emily and I am the daughter. My name is Michelle and I'm the mom. And we are going to be talking about one problem that has been plaguing our area, so to speak, in Phoenix, Arizona, about homelessness. Homelessness is a large problem. Homelessness is a horrible problem to be in. However, those around the homeless population seem to also live in what could be considered fear, what could be considered blight, and what can be considered chaos. So I'm gonna tell you, next to us, we have a home that was sold to an investor. We all have these problems. Um, I believe it was the beginning of December. It was at the end of December, crews came to begin working on the home. And guess what? The homeless actually broke in while they were sleeping and stole tools. Moving forward, obviously everyone knows that that can't happen. They called the police. The police did not come out. They just made a report over the phone. After this started, after this happened, we then started to realize homeless encampments, homeless asleep behind our houses, homeless meandering by our by our um, patio light, homeless just taking up residence on our property. Then guess what happens? Then there comes drug sales and drug use. With that comes needles, comes you name it, that are dogs, that are kids, that are parents, that are grandparents, and us hardworking Americans have to see. Not good. The house in question then was fixed up. They did an amazing job. And guess what? Flipped again. The new thing to make money is it big time investors buy multiple houses and they flip them at the same time to a larger investor. That larger investor doesn't have to be in Phoenix, doesn't even have to be in the U.S. Think about that. The new investor comes in, the homeless problem continues again and continues and continues. So now the neighborhood has had enough. Again, were those in the middle? Were those that seem to be left behind? So we have to take charge to save our neighborhood, to save our property, and to save our surroundings. 
we have to take charge, damn it. So we start getting the Phoenix police involved. We call, takes them sometimes an hour to get out. Well, then guess what? The homeless are gone. The homeless, they seem to know exactly how long they have before the police come. And that's pretty gosh darn sad, if you ask me. So we continue to call, continue to call, months, weeks, days. The policeman who answers the uh, Crime Stop number here in Phoenix, 2626151, tells me that they are understaffed to deal with breaking and entering. And last I knew, that is a crime. Doing drugs in public area, a crime. Doing drugs outside, a crime. Because you know what, guys? If you and I did it, we would be in the jail. Probably under the jail. So I'm going to let the daughter talk about her experience as a young citizen paying taxes, having to deal with homeless next door to us. So everyone, the next management company that is being used leaves it vacant again. We'll say early June to July as of right now. And the second management company before they sold it as we multiple neighbors have called them and called them and called them simply saying homeless are living in the property of yours calling and calling and calling so with the contractors if you want to say or let's just call it individuals they came out boarded up the windows and locked the gate with a chain lock whatever you want to call it that was supposed to be unable to be broken cut so on and so forth as to say well that didn't last long at all from june to july homeless have been breaking in multiple times dogs hear it throughout the neighborhood dogs are barking because they hear people in the alleyway they hear people going into the house and as the with neighbors of this house they can see them break they can see them moving in moving out in front of the house in front of their houses worried kids are worried to be sleeping in their own beds because of this so let's just say a few weeks go by the chain is cut the windows are broken the ladder that was being used by the second management company is being used as a way to hop over the fence and it's plain that people it's plain viewing that people are hopping over the fence as there are bricks there are stones moving back and forth and you know what everybody can see them it's plain as day so let's just move on from that one day 
the gate was wide open, completely wide open, allowing anybody from the alley to get in whenever they wanted, endangering young kids, old ki- older kids, teenagers, 20s, 30s, the elderly in this neighborhood. And a neighbor called the city inspector, and the city inspector was supposed to come, and they were going to come out and fix it. They didn't. The non-emergent police line 602-2626-151 was called, and a police officer had to come and close it because nobody showed up to help us. And since the inspector didn't come until the, didn't come and the police had to, we knew nothing was going to change because the city of Phoenix once again did not do a thing. Next, the next problem, so to say, or the next invitation that the homeless had to break into this house was early July, a week after the 4th, and the neighbors are running to each other, simply saying they're breaking in, they're breaking in. First, the first neighbor who called, the police said they couldn't come out because they hadn't fully broken into the house yet. By the time multiple neighbors knew, they had fully broken into the house. And at that time, on the phone with 911, and you want to know something? They didn't come for 12 minutes straight. 12 minutes and I believe 38 seconds, to be super clear. And after they stood outside and multiple more multiple cop cars come, they go into the house finally and simply say, well, no one was here. The cops are outside complaining. Oh, I had to, we have to do this and there's nobody in there. But that's their job. That's what, that was the description when they decided to be a cop, to serve and protect. Everybody in the, wakes up in the morning and goes to work because that's their job. They do what is in their job description. Whew. So I'm glad all five police officers who were complaining had to do their job because usually most of them didn't. To move on even further into the story, because Phoenix PD is now not helping and certain neighbors are being called crazy because they're complaining and they're calling the non-emergent line because we see them, we know, they know that they're coming in. It's easy, it's easy. And for me as the daughter, I, I went out to go look one Sunday morning and you want to know who's in the backyard? A homeless individual. And you want to know what he tells me? He's just here to work on the house. And we all know the management company isn't helping, isn't trying to sell it, isn't trying to lock it up. So we all know that was a goddamn lie. A lie. I go and get my mom because that's not something I want to be around. That's not safe for me as a teenager because 
who knows what this who knows what these people are on and i shouldn't judge but at this point i'm going to because they're next to me they're next to me i'm the one that's home alone when they're next door i don't have that that safety that those in let's say the northern parts of phoenix the northern parts of arizona like scottsdale or paradise valley so to say it's us in central phoenix and south phoenix that are stuck just in fear in danger of something that could happen and so i call the not emergent line because my mom did get him to leave after he stated that he had just gotten out of prison he was he was trying to get his life back on track and good for him but he cannot do it by breaking into somebody's house and I don't want him to go back to jail. Nobody wants him to go back to that institution. But he cannot be in a regular residential neighborhood. There are services for this, for homelessness. And they're not great. And I can, I believe it, they are not great for everybody. Because our government is focused on plenty of other things that I shouldn't probably get into. And as when I call the non-emergent line, she asked me, well, do you know where he went? And I said, ma'am, that's not the problem. That's not the problem. Because there was also five, four to five boxes of wood next to our house, next to it. And you want to know something? That's a fire waiting to happen because a homeless in another central phoenix area did the same thing and burned something down and that's not safe for once again anybody so i am going to turn it over to my mom again so she can talk about the next problem it's mom again talking about the homeless man who had just gotten out of prison and he was working. So as, I'm, as we're waiting for the police to come that my daughter called to tell them about, again, we're not a priority. I'm talking to the guy and I'm telling him he has two choices. He can get his stuff and go, or he can stay and go to jail because I already know he's not here working and he eventually told me that. So he decided that it was in his best benefit to pick up his stuff and to head on out. I asked him, what are the five boxes of wood for? And you want to know what he told me? For a bonfire. I told him, bro, I'm not here. So he proceeded to tell me that no one will help him and the normal story, but guys, First of all, you have to want help, period. It's probably not politically correct to say, but not everybody does want help. So he started to get his stuff and I asked him, I said, I gotta ask you a question. How did you know that this house was vacant? And the homeless man with track marks in his left arm told me, Miss, I can't give you all my secrets. That just tells you what a secret society the homeless really have. So he got his stuff and he left. 
Moments later, Phoenix police shows up again. The policemen, I know it's hot. They've been here a hundred times. Nothing has really happened. He's kind of disgruntled. Asked me where the nearest garbage can is. And he sees the same alley I do. And I pointed it to him and he's like, oh, I probably shouldn't leave it there because they'll just get it and bring it back and set it on fire. Winner, winner, Phoenix police, chicken dinner. That's a good thing, good thought. So he said that what he would do is he would take all the Home Depot boxes, again, five, five boxes full of small kindling. Um, he would take them in the back of his Chevy Tahoe and drop them off in a different location. So he also said, do you guys know who the owners are? I said, well, then the other neighbor on the other side of the house does. He says, have you called him? <laughs> I couldn't help but chuckle. Yeah, for a couple months now. And he says, well, are they local? And I said, uh, I believe so. He said, so have you made contact? I said, we will be um, today. So he left. I talked to the other neighbor. We went up and made contact with Flip O.S. Stoa at the 2300 block of East Camelback Road. We go in, again, demanding help because no one is interested in helping. No company such as them, Flip OS, is interested in being a good neighbor to our community. We finally get to Janine Lopez, who very boastfully and toutingly tells us how she has been doing this for 10 years and she knows everything that's going on. And I said, bullshit. She was very taken back, but that's the truth. And then she changed her mind and said, well, when we know something that's going on, then we take care of it. The other neighbor that was with me was very put out by that because we had been texting and calling and calling and texting and they won't even respond. Me being me, the unconventional, out-of-the-box mom, told her, that's bullshit. Which story are you going to go with? She then got upset because I was calling her out. And she told me that she was going to have to ask us to leave. Imagine that when I was calling her out on all her touting, been doing this for 10 years, and her bullshit. So I said, why are you asking us to leave? Is it getting too hot in the kitchen? She says, I'm going to ask you to leave one more time or I'm going to call the police. I chuckled in her face. I was like, <laughs> and I gave her my phone. I said, call them. Because I've been calling them for months, up to and including this morning. Call them. 
she got very frustrated with me because that doesn't scare me. And she grabbed the paperwork that she came to the front with and she turned around and left after refusing again over the phone to help us, in person to help us, but she claims when she knows something, they take care of it. Again, a bunch of BS, Flip OS Stoa, 2300 block East Camelback. All you're in it for is for the dollars and cents. To hell with those here in the middle. So, the next day, guess what? It's Amazon Prime Day. The best sales around. So, my daughter and I say, we're going to get more ring cameras. And we are going to solve this problem on our own. We are going to take this into our hands because Phoenix PD isn't interested in helping us. 12 minutes, 18 minutes, 20 minutes, even if they come. Again, how is that helping? How is that solving the problem? So... The next day, gotta love Jeff Bezos, Amazon Prime, our, our cameras are here. We set them up that night, praying that nobody's watching us because again, we've got to stop the problem. The neighbors on the other side, they have their ring cameras also. They're getting theirs up at the same time we're getting ours up. We have one on the roof, we have two others uh, planted throughout the house so we can throughout the outside of the house I'm sorry um, to, to watch this happen we go to sleep everybody's on high alert because they're in there all the time and of course nothing happens well I'm at work my daughter again is home alone and guess what the roof camera trips I quickly call my neighbor. He's watching his cameras. Thank God he works from home. I call 602-262-6151. And I tell them somebody's breaking in the house. And he says, have they broken in? Or are they just breaking in? It's a retarded question, but okay. So I tell him that I'm watching this on my ring camera. He says, oh, his ears perk up. His, the tone of his voice perk up. Uh, he wants me to give a description. Where are they? What do they look like? Do they have any weapons? How do they enter the house? I'm able to give that to him. But this time, I'm directing Phoenix PD on what to do. I tell Phoenix PD because of the debacle that happened earlier. You must send somebody right now. You must send two officers. One officer must go in the alley. One officer must go through the front because they run out through the alley and they disappear. So 
they do that this time. And they come they they come through the front first. The guys all of a sudden come out of the house and I want you to listen what neighbors taking charge sounds like. Everyone, that is the sound of neighbors taking charge of correcting a problem that the Phoenix police, nor Flip OS, nor anyone else will take care of. That's two people out of the multiple that have been in and out of there getting arrested and going to jail, which is a huge win for those here in the middle. We can rest for now. We are still on very much high alert. The young kids in the neighborhood are very happy to know. The teenagers, the older kids, and the senior citizens are glad to know that these two are in jail. And I am too, but how sad is that to know that we had to do this eight months and we had to wait till it got this bad and thank God for Amazon Prime because honestly as a mom of two kids I don't like to spend my money frivolously but this was something that was important to me for the safety of my property and my family. So everyone, back to me again, and we're gonna take a short view back to the past, a few, say, months, not even, a few weeks, before the arrests, before the cops complaining, before the drug paraphernalia found, before, 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 the multiple police calls and before even that. This has started at a public park. 32nd Street, just south of Thomas. Perry Park. A park where my mom grew up in, my grandmother grew up in, me and my brother grew up in. A park that is home to many families. And recently, home to the homeless. There was probably over 30, I want to say, or 50, living in the park at that moment. Let's say April to June, May to June, 
There are tents, there are shopping carts, there are sleeping bags, there are not just camping tents, there are plane tents. There's drugs, there's everything you can think of sitting there. And do you want to know what happens? People got tired of it. People are complaining. Things are getting stolen from people in that neighborhood. And with my mom, it's, it's not fun to look at. So my mom said, I'm going to call. We're going to figure this out because somebody else isn't taking a stand. Nobody else is taking a stand. The city of Phoenix isn't taking a stand at one of their public parks. The Phoenix PD isn't taking a stand. Nothing. Not, simply nothing was going on to help. So one day my mom decided to hey just stop by and look at the rules and regulations of this park, of, which is on all City of Phoenix parks. And it says people can be there from 5 a.m. to 11 p.m. But these people are here at all times of the day. They're here from 11 p.m. And to 5 a.m. It's against, it's against what the city of Phoenix wants. So my mom calls an auto-emergent line. Says, hey, I'm just, I w I'm wondering, why has nothing been fixed at Perry Park? Because the homeless are breaking the rules that the city of Phoenix has in place. And what she says is quite astonishing. She simply stated that the rules don't are not followed. The rules don't have to be followed. They can stay there. Simply stating, well, she just said, we're on our own. You have to deal with it. Her um, ID number was notified, uh, was written down and noted as well as the call being recorded because it was mind-blowing. Mind-blowing that a Phoenix non-emergent police, whatever you want to call it, simply said, yeah, what do you want me to do about it? She didn't say, okay, let me give this to my supervisor, let me give this to your community activist, Lindsay. Nothing. So, um... People got mad about that again because there was no help. We later found out that it was believed to be a church or churches in the area that were feeding the homeless that caused them to stay there. And that's great. I'm glad that the homeless are getting fed because not a lot of people get enough meals in a day. But you are in a residential neighborhood. There is Andre House in South Phoenix that allows for homeless to be fed. All you have to do is get there, be there to get a ticket. And once this is found on the Ring app, once again, neighbors are complaining saying, hey, if you try and to all of us saying, if you try and to get this under control, I'll be there to help you. We're all tired of this, so on and so on. So my mom decides to get in contact with the church. And from the church, that goes to the, the police. 
and she got the neighborhood association put together, um, in, in involved, let's say. And this was all written in email. And so through these emails, as everybody starts getting involved, the media was involved through email because if Phoenix PD is not going to do anything, if the city of Phoenix is not going to do anything, might as well put them on blast because why not? Nothing else was getting done, so why should they be worried? Obviously, because they weren't doing their job. When the when Phoenix Police Department found out about these emails and about the call to the not emergent officer individual, that's when things took a very sharp left turn. And when I say sharp, I mean 90 degrees, going the opposite way. And with these emails, they were circulated through the city of Phoenix and the police department with a call coming into my mom from Lindsay, the community activist, simply stating that the emails caused quite a ruckus with the city and the police department in that she, my mom, should just watch out because they are not happy. Lay low. Sorry. I feel like those are synonyms, but lay low. The Phoenix police got so mad that an individual that works for the police told my mom to lay low. And when I, my mom's not in the state at the time. It's me and my brother at home with cars that are in her name, with a house that's in her name, with everything that is in her name. That's not safe for us. As people of color, me and my brother, that's an accident waiting to happen. That's, an, that's the next hashtag. That's the next somebody on a shirt. That's what's going to happen. So I'm outside and my mom calls me. She's like, hey, you, you guys lay low, don't speed, don't do anything stupid because the police are mad at what I had to say. That's, I'm, it's speechless. I was outside and I, was, I didn't know what to say because what do you say to that? What do you say to the people that were sworn to serve and protect that are so mad that you have to lay low? That's what it is. And, yep, that's simply the pair. That's the first problem. This is what sparked it off before it moved closer to us. Just remember, the police, the Phoenix police, any police, let's say, were sworn to serve and protect those in their community. That's their job, the job description. That's simply it. They knew that when they got into it, and they knew that even before, before and after, once they started. They could have left. They could have went to any other job. But they knew that what they were supposed to do, and that's how they treated us, regular people, trying to just make it through life, said Lalo. 
It's mom again. Mom here in the middle. Well, as you heard, my emails got the Phoenix police in the city of Phoenix a little, a little perturbed. But again, I speak very factual. I write very factual. I quote reality, which is, again, why we're here today. So they can be mad, but the only thing that they're mad at is the truth as far as what's going on and how we've been left to, to fend for ourselves. So going back to Flip OS, they want me to leave. I tell them to call the police because I called them as most recently. I've called them for months and most recently I called them that morning. Well, fast forward four days later, I get a phone call, an unknown number to my phone number. I answer it because again, I work full time, six and seven days a week. And it's Officer Pimentel from the Phoenix Police Department. Officer Pimentel tells me the reason why she's calling is to find out why I was at a business at 2300 East Camelback three days in a row harassing them. And I was really shocked. And I said, what? She said, I need to know why you are harassing a business at the 2300 block of East Camelback. She could have said, hello, Michelle. Hey, got a phone call. Can you tell me about what happened? But no, she accused me. She doesn't even know me. She told me that I was at a business at, 20, at the 2300 block of East Camelback Road three consecutive days this week, which is bullshit. She proceeded to tell me, so then you're telling me that you weren't up there. I said, I did go up there. I went up there on Monday, one time, of which the lady changed her story three times. Again, bullshit. And I called her out on every single time that the lady changed her story. And I told her, you're going to need to dial back your conversation, ma'am. Because I don't know who the hell you think you're talking to. And if you're accusing me of doing something, of harassing somebody three consecutive days, I went up there once. I went up there Monday. Absolutely, I did. And you know what? the Phoenix police officer encouraged it because we haven't been getting any help. And I am sure the officers are sick and tired of having to come out here because these people will not take care of what they should. So she says, well, tell me what happened. I said, since you're accusing me, you need to bring you and all your squad cars to my house. I gave her my address. Stop being that police officer because you don't scare me. 
And she says, well, I'm, I'm not able. I said, well, then I'll come to you. Let's set up a face-to-face meeting so you can accuse me in person. Then you want to know what this piece of police officer said to me? She says, look, lady, I'm not going to argue with you. Stay away. And she hung up the phone. Who the hell does this lady think she is? You know all the stories about the ignorant police officers? Well, this, this one is real, live, and in color. I got the phone call this past Thursday at 4.10 in the afternoon. We were on the phone for seven minutes. This is Michelle, who is not sitting down from this, who is taking charge. I took charge at Perry Park. I'm taking charge of my neighborhood. And who is this piece of police officer that thinks that she is better than anyone and can talk to people any way she pleases? She picked the wrong one. Michelle wasn't a good one for her. Because now I have begun to work with the commander at the Mountainside Police Precinct on North 24th Street. And I'm going to get a face-to-face with the commander, with her boss, and with their HR representative. Go back to the phone call. I say to her, is this phone call being recorded? She pauses. She's all... No, I'm calling you on my personal cell phone. Hmm. Sounds kind of fishy. She says, but it's on video. Who the hell cares about what's on video? Because nobody can hear what you're saying to me. No one can hear what you're accusing me of. And you know what's crazy? There's not a report number. There's not an incident number. There's nothing. Do you think that this is a police officer that's mad at me behind my emails from about Perry Park? Hmm, could be. Do you think that this is a police officer that maybe is a friend of Miss Lopez at Flip OS at 2300 block of East Camelback? Hmm, there's a possibility. Because I didn't know that police officers can accuse you of something over the phone that you never did. I thought we were all innocent until proven guilty. That's after a complaint or a report is filed. So neighbors taking charge. Neighbors no longer sitting back. Neighbors looking out for neighbors. Neighbors looking out for their neighborhood. That's who Emily and I are. And we're bringing it to the attention. Please know this is our view. It's a real view. It's reality. These are real things that have happened to us since the beginning of December. And we here in the middle are no longer sitting down and letting this happen. Hope you tune in next week because we have lots more to talk about. As my mom said, please remember, this is our view, our opinion. If you do not like how we said something, how we believe something, our beliefs, our ideas, anything, 
understand that this is our reality. You do not have to like our reality. You, can, you don't have to continue to listen. But you have to understand that life does not stop for anyone. So at this point, we are not going to worry all the time about other people's feelings, other people's emotions, and anything else about another person because we cannot control that. And for those listening, I want you to understand that not many people in life are truly going to want to care for your emotions and your feelings. Life doesn't. So just understand that. And as my mom said, tune in next week. We've got more to talk about.